spring. Only one hero can save her family and prevent disaster. Mom, we're going to be late for school. I don't think so. Whoa. Experience the phenomenon that critics are calling inspiring. Mom, I can't find number 17. Come on, Billy. Dig deep. A lot of fun. And pure genius. Mom, where's my phone? Table. Keys. Mudroom. Jagged man. Under the couch between the monkey and the flip-flop. How does she do that? Created by God to demonstrate his love with grace, elegance, and poise. Butane torch. Superhero number one, moms. I thought you would like that. Take your Bibles and turn with me to the uh, great chapter in the book of uh, Proverbs, chapter 31. When you think of mother, what do you think of? Well, there's all kinds of things that comes into our minds, all kinds of thoughts. I thought it was interesting the other day I was um, reading this article. And uh, a bunch of second graders were asked several questions. And uh, the questions was not uh, as humorous as their answers were. I want you to look at these questions just for a few moments, and I want to give you the answers, uh, what these second graders express. Number one, why did God make mothers? Well, one little second grader said to help us out of there when we were getting born. <laughs> Number two. How did God make mothers? The answer was magic plus superpowers and a lot of staring. (laughs) What ingredients are mothers made of? One second grader wrote, God makes mothers out of clouds and angel hair. And everything nice in the world. And one dab of mean. (laughs) Why did God give you a mother and not some other mother? God knew she would like me a lot more than other people's moms would like me. Number five. What kind of a little girl was your mother? I don't know. Because I wasn't there. But my guess would be pretty bossy. But they did say she used to be nice. (laughs) 
I like this one. Why did your mom marry your dad? She got too old to do anything else with it. (laughs) Number seven. Who is the boss of your house? Mom is. She doesn't want to be, but she has to be because dad is such a goofball. (laughs) Number eight. What's the difference between moms and dads? This is very good. Mom works at work and works at home. Dad just goes to work. (laughs) Number nine. What does your mom do in her spare time? My mom don't have spare time. (laughs) Number 10. What would it take to make your mom perfect? On the inside, she's already perfect. On the outside, she needs a little plastic surgery. (laughs) And then last but not least, if you could change one thing about your mom, what would it be? I would like to get rid of those invisible eyes in the back of her head. (laughs) Oh my, what we learn from our children. The wisest man who ever lived, the Bible said, was Solomon. And I thought it was interesting that Solomon, he portrays his mom and he takes up a whole chapter of about the virtues of a mom. And so today, what I'd like first to do is to think about this. For example, children are sweet, dads are super But moms, they're special. They're very, very special. Oh, dads might be the head of the house. Children might be the hub of the home. But mom is the heart of the home. And so, Solomon, he begins to portray before us several characteristics about a special mom. With your Bibles open, I invite you to stand to Proverbs chapter 31. And for the sake of time, we're not going to read the whole entire chapter, but uh, I'd like for us to uh, look at the last three verses of Proverbs 31, where the Bible says, My daughters have done well, but you've excelled them all. Charm is deceitful. And beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Oh my. Father, thank you for our moms. Thank you for our wives who are special moms to our children. Thank you, dear Lord, that for all these ladies that's within our church who have displayed the character of God and have demonstrated Christ in their character and in their lifestyle. Father, we pray that you will speak and bless and work in our hearts today as we're reminded of some characteristics of a godly mom. 
So, Father, may you anoint us, fill us with your spirit, use us for your glory. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Solomon, with his wisdom, he begins to share with us some characteristics of a godly mom. And you ladies, I'd like for you to examine your life as well as we as children and husbands come along and to appreciate the characteristics of a godly mom. There's three things I want to share with you as you study the scriptures here today. First of all, you go back and you began to look at verse 10 just for a moment. And the very first thing that Solomon begins to relate to us is that a godly mother portrays character. Listen to what he says in verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. That word virtuous is a very interesting word. It refers to moral strength. It refers to spiritual strength. In other words, what Solomon is saying, who can find a woman of integrity, a woman of character? A woman that displays the likeness of the God that she serves. In other words, as by asking that question, you begin immediately realize that men are a dime a dozen. Women, good looks, maybe fine education, maybe a display of The world's success. But Solomon says, but who can find a virtuous woman? A one of character? A one that displays spiritual integrity? In other words, he didn't say, who can buy an excellent woman? Because you cannot find or buy some woman that of godly character. It's something that you have to search for. And so, I want to say to every man that you have two important decisions of life. Number one, of course, the Lord who you're going to serve. And number two, the wife that who you're going to marry. Now, why is that uh, two of the most important decisions of your life? Well, number one, the Lord of who you're going to serve will determine uh, between heaven and hell where you're going to go after you die. And number two, the woman that you marry will determine heaven or hell here in this life. (laughs) And so it's very important that you find a virtuous one. In other words, you have to search for one. They're not a dime a dozen, as I said. But it's someone that has, in her own way, began to look toward God as the steps of righteousness for her life. She is one that who has made a decision in her life that God is to be first and that He is to be Lord 
of her life. Now, how do I know he's referring to a character of a woman? He said, for the worth of this woman is far above rubies. Now, wonder why he said rubies and not diamonds. They say diamonds are a woman's best friend. Well, you have to stop and think about this for a moment. Diamonds is a reflection of light. It's an outward appearance. But a ruby, you open that ruby up and the beauty on the inside expels even greater beauty from the outside. And so what he's talking about, of course, that she's far above rubies. And that is that her worth is far above rubies. Is that that inward beauty... The inward beauty of the Lord and that inward beauty of that character is far above the outward beauty. He goes a step further and he says something else that I think is interesting. Look what he says there in verse 11. He says, the heart of her husband trusts her and he will have no lack of gain. Oh, how important this is. A married couple that has ever been portrayed by a spouse will tell you that when that portrayal has come, trust goes right out the door. And not only right out the door, but love goes out the window with it. Something about having a wife, having a mother that you know that you can trust your children with her, and that you can trust your household with her. Something about that trust. The foundation of any marriage, I believe, is trust. Oh, how easy it is to lose that trust. And so he is saying that a woman's character is one that can be trusted. The marks of a good mother, a good wife. She is good to her husband, but she's also good for her husband. Look in verse 12. It says, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. In other words, she is a fountain of blessings that never run dry. She does her husband good always and always She is like an encourager. She is like his number one cheerleader. She is like one that does never speak evil of him, public or private. Oh, how important that is, is that uh, a wife always esteems her husband and encourages him and never try to discredit his life. In front of others. And that's exactly what Solomon is saying. In other words. A woman is a model of a character. In the home. She displays that character. So many times. As the mother goes. So does the home goes. Mom sets the pace. She's the individual. that, With that godly character. That displays that rock. She is the individual that's steadily influencing the children and influencing the home. And so, no wonder 
that Solomon would say to us today that godly mothers portray character beyond anything else. But then he goes a step further. And look in verse 13. He is saying that she not only displays character, but a godly mother provides competence. Listen what he says as you see all the various things that the mother do uh, to provide a happy home. Says she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. Wool for the winter, flax for the summer. In that particular day and time that the woman would make the clothes for their children and make sure that they were clothed properly. But I think it's interesting, he used the word willing, that she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. The word willingly means delightful. It means that this woman didn't have to be at home, but she wanted to be at home to take care of the needs of her children. She did not see it as a duty, but she saw it as a delight. She saw it as a privilege. And everything that this woman does, she does because she loves the Lord and she loves her family. Look at verse 14 and 15. It says, she's like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservant. In other words, this woman is not afraid to go the extra mile. This woman is one that who would always look for the best bargains for the household. This woman always looked out for her household. Willingly to get up early in the morning to feed them or stay up late at night to take care of them. If it's like my house, when my children were Young and when they got sick, guess who they called in the middle of the night? They called mom. And I must make a confession. Not only they called mom, I called mom in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Willingly to come and take care and to meet the needs of her household. What a competent woman here. What a competent woman. Well, the Bible goes a step further and look at verse 16. It says, she considers a field and buys it. From her profit, she plants a vineyard. Evidently, this was a working mother. Evidently, she had some type of job outside the home, which allowed her to bring in extra money to take care of their household. I thank God for moms who stays at home, and I thank God for moms that who works to help take care of the household. To help to meet needs, uh, meet the needs of their family. I remember when I was growing up, my mom, she worked out in a public setting. And I Realize as she did that, she did that because she loved our household and she realized of the importance of meeting the needs of 
financial needs of our home. Us guys, as husbands, we need to cut our wives some slack. I mean, you stop and you think about it. uh, uh, They work outside the home. Many of them work outside the home. And many of them, of course, works inside the home. And so they have dual jobs. I heard about this one working mother, and she was doing the best that she could uh, at her job and the best that she could uh, taking care of her household. Her husband was always complaining, seeming like she could never do what he would expect her to do. He got up one morning and he said, Can you not fix me a hot breakfast? She reached over in the drawer and she gave him a match and she said, go set your cornflakes on fire. (laughs) We need to give them some slack, do we not? And then in verse 17, it says, she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. In other words, this one was not afraid to roll up her sleeves and work. Whatever it took to build a godly home, she was willing to sacrifice. She knows how to stretch a dollar. She knows how to look for bargains. She knows how and knows what's best for her family. Look what he says in verse 19. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds to the spindle. Obviously, as you see here, she sat down to make those clothes that we referred to. Practical knowledge of taking care of that household. The best term that we would have for her in this passage of Scripture is a homemaker. And there she is, a good mother who works hard, who is working hard to be a good mother. So you see how successful she is. The world that we live in today says that the woman is taken aback seat by working at home. My friend, I think she takes the front seat. And are thankful for women that who are able to do that. Look what the Bible says in verse 23. It says, Her husband is known in the gates, and when he sits among the elders of the land, the city gate back in the Old, Old Testament was where they conducted business of the city. So in other words, her husband must have been a very successful man because he probably was on the city council. There he was conducting business. And his wife has helped made him successful. As the old term goes by, every successful man, there is a successful woman behind him. And we're grateful for that. Look what he says in verse 27. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. This woman runs a tight ship. She keeps the ship steady on course, never falling asleep. At her post. Here's a woman. 
who don't have to worry about her household because she has set the plumb line to make sure that she is taking care of her household. God forgive us, us men and husbands who we kind of take for granted kind of take for granted of the work that they do. I I found it interesting the other day as I was uh, preparing this message that um, you you can go online and as you go online, you can find salary.com and and there it lists of all the different jobs and what the average salary should be for that person. I thought it was interesting that for a household or a mother that takes care of her household, she is chief bottle washer. She makes sure the beds are made up. She makes sure that uh, when sometimes there's sickness, she is the doctor. When she, when there is sometimes needs that goes in that household, such as cook or whatever, that there it said that a woman should make $138,000 a year. That's on the same level as a pediatrician or a um, uh, law professor. I thought when I, I read that, I thought, well, I'm going to tell you in front of Brenda, I'm going to give her a raise this year. She's going to make more than she made last year. But that isn't that interesting. That even the world recognizes the, the way that a mother contributes to the household. But look with me once again. Look with me as uh, uh, I'm reminded of, of a story where this uh, guy came home from work one time. And the house was a mess. And uh, the uh, clothes were thrown out on the bed. The bed was uh, unmade. The baby was crying. Uh, dirty dishes were in the, uh, on the counters. Uh, dirty laundry was hanging. Beds and, and the carpet needed to be uh, made up and vacuumed. And... Uh, he said, why is all this? He said, well, you know what you asked me to do or what I do every day? Yeah, I didn't do it today. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to cut on some slack. But look at the scripture here, what the Bible says in, um, in this verse. It says, how, how know you always... Um, uh, here in uh, verse 26, as he says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and her tongue is the law of kindness. So, number one, a godly mother portrays character. A godly mother, she promotes, she, she uh, not only that, but she promotes chemistry, as you notice there in verse 26. In other words, mom has an understanding that they set the atmosphere in the home. 
Anyone knows when a mom speaks, sometimes it's with that smooth, soft voice, and sometimes it's with a tighten-up-the-ship voice. She's wise in what she says, and she's always kind in the way she says it. Have you ever thought about moms are the master teacher? They're the ones that teaches our children so many important things. I found in an article the other day of uh, how a mom teaches her children. And the article titled as Things Only a Mom Can Teach. First of all, it says, my mother taught me about anticipation. Just wait until you get home. (laughs) My mother taught me about receiving. You're going to get it when you get home. (laughs) My mom taught me about logic. If you fall out of that swing and break your neck, you're not going to store with me. My mom taught me about physiology. If that lawnmower cuts off your toes, you're not going to come running to me. My mom taught me about sex. How do you think you got here? My mom taught me about genetics. You're just like your father. (laughs) My mom taught me about justice. I like this one the best of all. One day you're going to have kids and I hope they turn out just like you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is amazing of how and what we teach our children and what our moms teach our children. But look what the Bible says in verse 28 and 29. It says, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. This praise was done regularly. See, the Israelites in the Israel country, they don't celebrate Mother's Day. Mother's Day to them was every day. Father's Day was every day. And children, young people, you have a mom that has displayed a character of God and has demonstrated a love for your family. You ought to get down on your knees and thank the Lord that God blessed you with the mom that you have. You could have been born anywhere, any way, and with any mom. But God has chosen this mom to be especially chosen for you. Look what the Bible says as he goes on. The Bible says in verse 30 and 31, Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. 
Nobody leaves a greater legacy than a mom does. A mom who strives to be a godly wife, who strives to be a godly mother. There's not more of a powerful force on the face of this earth than a mom who influences and instructs and encourages her children. I think about what I, in our homes today, it seems like our homes are literally just disintegrating right before our very eyes. You go to school and you see children today that have no respect for authority. No respect for their teachers, no respect for their principals, no respect for the law, no respect for governmental officials. Why is that? I believe simply because of the breakup of the home. That Satan has attacked the home and tried to attack the moms and attack the dads. Where the homes has broken up and children have no instructors to how to display and to understand and appreciate authority as it needs to be in our world today. If you want to look at an example of a legacy of a mother, the next time you pick up a ketchup bottle, Heinz 57, I want you to be reminded of this story. Henry J. Hines became one of the most wealthiest, successful men in the world. At his death, they read his they 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 read his uh, his um, my mind went blank will read his will. And this is what he said. Listen to this. Looking forward to the time when my earthly career will end. Our desire to set forth at the very beginning of this will is the most important item in it. A confession of my faith in Jesus Christ, my Savior. I also desire to bear witness to the fact that throughout my life, in which there were unusual joys and sorrows, I have been wonderfully sustained by my faith in God through Jesus Christ. This legacy was left me by my consecrated mother, a woman of strong faith, And to her, I attribute my success that I have obtained. My goodness. A man of wealth, a man of prestige, a man of success. And when it was all said and done, he contributed the fact of his success based upon two things. Number one, his relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And number two, his relationship with his dear mom. What a legacy that she left behind.
When you go to be with the Lord, can you be assured of that legacy with your children? I know so many of you can. I know so many of you have demonstrated faithfulness and a loyalty to your household. And so therefore, I I praise the Lord as the Bible talks about that she shall be praised and that she shall be honored. And I honor you today as your pastor for all the godly women that is in this congregation. Father, thank you so much for the way that you have displayed the character of this woman, Solomon's mom, and how he shares with us today the character and the quality of a mom and all the how she is one that has demonstrated a love and a loyalty. Lord, they may be some moms here today, maybe never have trusted the Lord Jesus Christ. And what a special gift they can give to their children by knowing you in a personal and intimate way. We pray, Father, that if there is that one, that they would come and that they would receive you gladly and open their hearts and allow you to be the Lord of their life and the Lord of their homes. Lord, I'm sure there's some moms here today that who are experiencing some special burdens, burdens over their children. That their children have gone astray. But Lord, remind them as the scripture teaches. As you were a child has been taught while they're young. That they will come back again. And so Father, I pray for your blessings upon this very special moment. For we ask this in Jesus' name.